Puget Sounds Good. With Jamie Kolacheki. The drive to my parents' house feels like climbing. If you cross Snohomish River, E.B. Island, and the E.B. Slough, the water and wetlands spread below you for what feels like forever, especially on a day when it's clear enough to see Mount Rainier to the south. Then the ascent begins, on a tree-lined highway broken up by neighborhoods, and then some small shopping centers with what felt like way too many grocery stores when there was nowhere cool to go in town as a teenager. The winding roads up to their house feel even windier with all the roundabouts Snohomish County became obsessed with adding in the early 2000s. I guess we were all having too much fun in between them, though, because the speed limit was just dropped from 35 to 25 miles an hour just a couple months ago. I keep forgetting to go 25 unless there's a cop around. It's hard to change a 20-year-old habit. On the last leg of the climb, you can catch glimpses of the lake through the trees to your right, but don't look too long, there's no shoulder and you could end up in a tree or on top of someone's roof. Right as you crest the top of the hill, Mount Pilchuck is laid out big and beautiful right in front of you, and if you're lucky, there will be a car coming you have to wait for so you can enjoy the view for a second. Turn down my parents' street, and you'll be driving through a suburban scene Norman Rockwell would have been glad to paint, and at the end of a cul-de-sac, there is, in my biased opinion, the crown jewel of the neighborhood. How this three-bedroom house fit two adults, four kids, two cats, and a dog is anyone's guess, though one of the ways was to put my youngest sister's bed in our walk-in closet. She's still mad we wouldn't even take our clothes out to make room for her. What can I say? I prefer to hang up my clothes instead of folding them in a dresser. Irritating her was just a big sister bonus. Her room-slash-closet is now part of Dad's art studio and houses all of the supplies for his model ship building. Where my other sister's bed and mine used to be are now covered with keyboards, a guitar stand, and a banjo. I don't know why he was so mad about all the nail polish we spilled on the carpet. He just replaced it all after we moved out anyway. So, Jay Kolacheki, you were born and raised in California. Your first three kids, your girls were all born and raised in California. Mm -hmm. Married mom in 82. Mm -hmm. And then everything's smooth sailing-ish. Oh, we wish. And then uh, December of 1990 happens. What happened? Yeah, so, so I was working in retail right after we got married. And when you girls were born, and um, I hated that kind of work. And <laughs> I would, I took a cut and pay actually to go work in aerospace. And I got a job at McDonnell Douglas as yeah. an aircraft electrician, um, which turned out to be a very good experience. But um, I moved on to other things very quickly. Uh, I ended up working as a production planner at uh, Hughes Aircraft, and that was fascinating work. But it was a four-hour commute every day. Oh, my gosh. It was only 17 miles, but I was four hours away from you kids and your mom every day. And it's just not something I was willing to tolerate. I took yeah. it for about three years, and I couldn't do it anymore. So I went back to McDonnell Douglas and uh, to work on uh, their aircraft programs. And that only lasted for uh, 11 months. And so uh, they were laying off waves of people 
uh, in the thousands, 4,000 in a single wave. And Ouch. I, I can't remember if I was the first or the second wave, but they gave me my notice. My, my last day of work uh, was Christmas Eve. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is such a dick move. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, terrible. But anyways, um, so, yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs> but that's but that's aerospace, you yeah. know, as, as we learned. Um, and then I tried to, um, you know, we had a house payment and everything was our first house, and and I did whatever I could do to keep house payment up. Yeah, we stood in a food line. Yeah, to get you know to feed you guys. Um, I remember I, those I chicken from, patties. I bet I went from working in an office to swinging a sledgehammer. The next day, um, yeah, it was 100 degree weather working with David. Oh my gosh! And it was brutal, but it was good for me. It made me appreciate. Yeah, <laughs> you're like you, I'm never gonna be bored working at a desk again. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like good, I like I like hard work, but not for a living. So, yeah, well, yeah. and I mean, you're only Different in your 20s for work. so long. <laughs> right, right. So, um, you know, I I did some odd jobs. I worked for an electronics firm. And I, at the same time, I was still, I never went, I never quit going to school after oh, yeah. I graduated oh, I from Long Beach State. I went to school for another four years uh, in trying to try and reinvent myself. My, my field um, that I majored in collapsed that year um, due to, uh, you know, different tax breaks that the state was giving and, and public programs were being um, um, cut pretty harshly. So... I, I kept going back to school and I, and I was taking electronics and, and engineering classes and yeah and uh, materials classes, composites, those kinds of things, while I was also taking more microbiology, more chemistry. Oh, yeah. Um, those kinds of things, because I, I really thought I, I could land in um, public health. And so, okay, I have yeah. a question. <laughs> So I remember when we were little and you would do um, like some of our like bedtime stories and stuff would actually just be like you drawing diagrams of how things worked, <laughs> like really? the sewer system or like, <laughs> um, gosh, I don't know, like a fishing reel or like, like all the science of like how things worked. Like I remember that you would do that sometimes with like your, um, your pencils, like your, what are, what are those called? Mechanical the pencils. mechanical yeah, pencils and graph funny. paper instead of like reading us a book. <laughs> like, okay, let's be honest. How much of that was you just working out your homework through your children? <laughs> no, I was not doing homework. I would never do that. <laughs> I mean, you also read us Narnia and stuff like that. So that, you know, we had both and Lord of the Rings. Rings. We had both, but... <laughs> I tried to make your childhoods as, as fun as possible. I liked it. I mean, I still remember hard, some of those. Your mom got to do the hard work, you know, at staying home. But Yeah, it's true. Your dad got home. It was playtime. So. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> we worked hard at that. Oh, my goodness. I enjoyed raising you girls so much. And Joseph, too, obviously. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, California was still was still just the girls. Jessica had just been born. Yeah. Um, so Jessica would have been almost a year old when you got laid off. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you got three little girls and then, yeah, and a house payment and, yeah, and nowhere to go. So, um, you know, in the meantime, I was still interviewing, um, I, I made it an eight hour day job to go find a job yeah. and it was very depressing. Um, being laid off, uh, is, is really hard. Absolutely. It really messes with your psyche. Um, yeah, your you know, self-esteem and yeah, absolutely. Your self-worth, all of it. Yeah. But it, you know, if you're. 
if it's something of your that you do to yourself is one thing, but something that you have absolutely zero control over, it's just the economy. Um, you know, there's, it's, I don't know which one's worse, but yeah, I guess if you don't care about how you work, you probably don't care the fact that you got laid <laughs> off. But, you know, there's a lot of people that work very hard, and 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 sometimes you know life happens. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, yeah, so we're right in the middle of it yeah, happening well, again. A lot, yeah, a lot of people are now, and it's I. I can identify with that. We just we just let six people go today from our group. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, I did eventually uh, start to interview with different um, county agencies, and I and I did uh, have a very promising lead with LA uh, County Department of Health, um, but they they uh, didn't call me back uh, for a week, and then later on they said they hired somebody else. And in the meantime, um, uh, Boeing had contacted me and interviewed me over the phone and decided to hire me and to move us all up at their expense. Did they, they paid for us to move up here. Yeah, they paid the whole know. works. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. So in the, in the meantime, while we were um, kind of waiting that out, my start date, uh, L.A. County called me back and said that their person that they hired didn't work out. And uh, they wanted to hire me, and uh, you know, obviously, I'd already made a commitment to uh, to Boeing. But I also was ready to leave Southern California. Yeah, I think I was ready to get you girls into a more wholesome, healthy um, environment. <clears throat> we couldn't really let you play outside. I remember that I wasn't allowed to go around the corner. Yeah, it was just uh, you know what we could afford at the time was not a great neighborhood. Um, you know, everybody did the best they could, but there were still, you know, some things that would, you know, happen around, and, and we just were, we were very cautious with you. And well, I remember, sister, so. um, you know, we had, like, a safe word if somebody was going to pick us up somewhere. Right, right. And, um, <clears throat> like, there, I remember there was a playground, like, not right behind us, but behind the neighbor behind us. Mm -hmm. And I only remember going to that playground like a couple times and both times like you had to take us over there to play because yeah, like we weren't allowed to go yourself. over yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which was like, it was very different up here when we were little because yeah. it was like you could, you know, take your bike down the street and it was no yeah. big deal. You know, all, all along your mom was, was saying, yeah, she's willing to move, but she never wants to move more than two hours away from her family. Yeah. Yeah, because both sides of her family were and, down there. And my family, too. It was very, yeah. very hard. So, anyways, it ended up being two hours away, but by plane instead of car. <laughs> so, um, it's almost exactly two hours. Yeah. But, you know, some friends of ours, and you know the Montoyas, they, yeah. they graciously um, invited us to come and see the Northwest before we made our decision. Yeah. And, you know, it, I, I count that credit to them because they really... Uh, let me see what was here. Yeah. You know. And they lived in <clears throat> Snohomish at the time, right? No, they were actually living in Everett, a little teeny house they had oh, there. Oh, gosh, I don't even all their remember. Kids. And, and, I, and actually, once once we did, I moved up here before you girls and your mom did Yeah. for um, almost two months. And I lived <laughs> I lived with them in a little, uh, I think it was 800 square feet or so. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, How I many kids did they at, have at that time? Uh, I want to say four. Oh, my maybe goodness. Five. And I slept on the couch, and, and I, and I, you know, and I worked, I worked very hard for them too, moving yeah. dirt and, yeah, and helping Tamara with the house. But uh, they were very gracious to me, and I will always be thankful for that. So yeah, and now it's been almost thirty years since we moved. Yeah, you know, I, I, 
but the hardest part, <clears throat> if I could keep my composure, my, the hardest part was leaving uh, mom, my mom and dad. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I remember, you know, when I was a kid, we used to go to Chicago to visit my my dad's parents. Yeah. My my mom's parents were always around, and they were a blessing to have. But I did I didn't get to know my my dad's parents as much as I wanted to. But I remember when we would leave to come home, he would just you know cry like a baby. It Absolutely, was, yeah. It was just so hard. And I you know I told myself I'd never do that to my dad. Yeah. And and at some point I had to. Yeah. And so that was you know that was probably the most heart wrenching thing. Absolutely. I mean, I'm still sad that we live so far away from them. I mean, we still get to see them yeah. once or twice a year, and I, I absolutely treasure that time with them oh, because yeah. it, it, it's intentional when we do get to spend time together, and yeah. and they're a joy to be around. It's absolutely, just, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, they're fun loving too. All right, so it's been thirty years. We have. You've got four kids now. You've got a grandchild now, mm -hmm. and you're you're not looking too far into the distance to retirement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's what's your impression of the Northwest been like over the last thirty years, and like what's changed, and like how does how has your understanding of the area changed? Or mm, it might be easier to start with what has not changed because there's so few things, you know. Yeah, but. Um, you know, when I first, when we first moved here, I was overwhelmed by the amount of green Oh yeah. and big trees. Big trees are an absolute treasure, <clears throat> um, to have in your neighborhood and to have in your backyard. And you know, those little trees I planted. Yeah. In, one that was my height when you planted actually, it. That's now taller than the house. Yeah. All the, and even ones that were much smaller and now are bigger than that even. So yeah. they're, they're getting close to probably 80 feet high. And you know, those are my memories, you know, of. <clears throat> of you girls yeah but um <clears throat> yeah it, it, it's been hard to watch so much change especially up here in so much county um it's hard to hear the sound of a chainsaw absolutely it's it's alarming to me and, I, and it would be it wouldn't be a big as a big a deal i think if if builders and County officials were a little bit more um, preservation-minded. Yeah. You know, in this track that we live in, thankfully, you know, the builders either by either had to or or were gracious enough to leave some tall trees. But, you know, I've been planting trees behind our home in that green belt for nearly 30 years. Yeah. And and native plants. And, and just, just to somehow maintain that little treasure of space. Yeah. Because it, it is wild. It's, it's you know, it's, nature can take over very quickly. We can see by blackberries and everything else. Yeah. But, you know, but, you know, it, it's hard to watch large tracts of homes growing up, whether it's formerly woods. And, you know, we can say that same place, same thing about the house we live in now. At one yeah. time, this was a pasture and, and open space. But, you know, progress is what it is. Um, I just wish there was... A little bit more thought yeah you know there, there's yeah just just a little bit more thought about somehow maintaining that skyline yeah absolutely that drew me to this place and you know originally a skyline where where it's not 
Yeah, there's homes, but there's also, you know, nature. Yeah. Uh, in the background, so. Yeah, integrated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people people are, uh, I think, more friendly here. Um, um, maybe not as outgoing. Yeah. But once you get to know them, I think they're they're very friendly here. Um, traffic obviously is is a major deal and will continue, but. You know, with everybody working at home now, maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. that won't be as a big concern. But you know, I think just the the cost of housing is driving a lot of people north. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that happens. It happened in California as well. Yeah. People were were forced to move to the desert areas, and and you know, who wants to live out there? But yeah. if you want to own a home, that's what you had to do. So, yeah. 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 So um, yes, a lot of change, but it's still it's you know whenever I <clears throat> whenever I leave on a plane to go f you know to California or on a business trip, I get a tear in my eye. Yeah, having to leave. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, and and I'm so glad to be back always. <clears throat> yeah. So this is home. Yeah. Yeah. What are um, some of your? I mean, I we always went camping as kids um, in California and up here. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, hiking and, and traveling to different places for all the different sports all of us kids played. And mm -hmm. um, what are some of your favorite trips that you've taken um, up in the north? Um, I love Mount Rainier. I, I just can't spend enough time there. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's hard to get a reservation and, and enough time to do it. But now that I'm going to retire, that's the plan. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I like the ocean. I, I like seeing the ocean, you know, especially intermixed with the mountains. Yeah. But I am a mountain person. Yeah. I've always always have been. I think the the high Sierras of California really forged that that love <clears throat> to see majestic mountains. Yeah. And I so I love I love doing that. Um, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite things. Yeah, one of my other favorite things. And we haven't done it in a while, unfortunately. It's just to take a Jay and David adventure. Absolutely. We should do yeah. that soon. We, we used to take the way, uh, the, the method we used to find a place to go. Not always, but sometimes we just get a little map of some area and throw some object. Yeah. And wherever that <laughs> object landed on the map is where we would go. I remember one time we, we did one like up the coast, I think. And we ended up... Um, like at a lighthouse or something, because mm -hmm. yeah. we couldn't get to the ocean where the object had landed. Oh, so that yeah. was as close yeah, yeah. as we could get. <laughs> yeah, and there's so many, so many areas that are closed off to the public. Too, yeah, you know, it's yeah, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of private uh, ownership has uh, shut down access to so much. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know if you have a boat, you maybe you can, you can get to those places, but yeah, it's hard. But yeah, those those are some of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Now you got an RV. The world's your oyster. It is, yeah. But you know, some some of the other favorite things that I love to do up here is you know, there's a really, uh, there's a nice large group of homegrown musicians that yeah. like to play old fiddle music or, you know, old you know bluegrass music. There's a really there's a good following here of that, and of course you know I've gotten involved in that over the years. Yeah. You know, COVID has put a kibosh on all of that, but. Um, you know, someday we'll get back together. You know, when this is over. And yeah, I'm excited for that. Great old time. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for talking with me, Dad. You're welcome. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs>
Thank you for listening. Just in case it sounded like I was laughing when dad got choked up, it's because he was making faces at me. So thanks again to dad for talking with me and for letting me use his wonderful music for the theme song. You can find the show notes and pictures for this episode on PugetSoundsGood.com and on Instagram and Facebook at PugetSoundsGood. If you know interesting people, unique businesses, and local adventures you think I could feature here, please share them by emailing me at jamie, spelled J-A-M-I-E, at PugetSoundsGood.com. Until next time, please plant a tree, and I'll see you around the sound.